I thank God that we're able to come into his presence this morning. Um, God has been dealing with me all week about a certain topic, and that's what we're going to cover today. So before I begin, I want to go into a little prayer, Um, and I would like for you all to join me, all my listeners, okay? Father God, we just thank you for this morning. We thank you because we know that you are gracious and merciful God. We thank you, O oh God, that this is a new day that we've never seen before, O oh God. A day full of grace and a day full of mercy. Father God, till the grounds of our heart. Open the eyes of our, the blinded eyes, O oh God, that's within us. Oh, take away our stony heart, O oh God, until it becomes ones of flesh, O oh God. Take away those things, O oh God, that might hinder your word from sinking into our heart, O oh God. Remove the spirit of offense, Lord Jesus. And Father God, we lay down at your feet repentance, O oh God. We come to you right now with a spirit of repentance, knowing that you are the forgiver of all sins. So right now, God, we ask for forgiveness for any thought, for any words, for anything that we've spoken that has been contrary to your will, O oh God. And we're asking, O oh God, that you'll grant us this, O oh God, in the mighty name of Jesus. Open up our ears and our hearts as we receive your word. By your Holy Spirit, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. So just to come back, um, back to where we wanted to start. Um, so God has been dealing with me all week about a topic, and He he's been saying, my sheep know my voice. The voice of a stranger they won't follow. And, you know, we hear that often, but I begin to say, God, yes. You know, yes, I know your voice. You know, why are you reiterating this to me? And the only reason that God will come and tell us something is if he wants to put us in remembrance that you shouldn't be listening to anything that doesn't sound like me. Anything that's contrary uh, from truth or contrary from the word of God. So it brought me to this topic. My sheep know my voice. And my question to the audience today is, how do you know you're hearing the voice of God? If you've ever wondered, how do I know if this is the Lord who speaks? You're not alone. Even those of old wondered this. And by old, I mean the old times in the Bible. They even wondered, well, how will we know it's your voice, O God, that we might follow you? Today's blog and today's voice Recording is going to outline that, and we're going to start in the book of John 10:27. And guess what? I'm going to be turning there with you, even though I'm the one speaking and recording. I'm also going to be turning my Bible there. So let's go to John 10:27. John 10 verse 27. Let's read what it says. Amen. The book of John 10, 27 reads, My sheep hear my voice, and they know, and I know them, and they follow me. Verse 28, And I give them eternal life, and they shall never perish. Neither shall anyone snatch them out of my hand. Verse 29, My Father, who has given them to me, he is greater than all. And no one is able to snatch them out of my father's hand. Verse 30. I and my father are one. 
I am reading from the New King James Version. It's best if you read from the King James Version. Uh, if you want to get a little bit more understanding, I suggest you pray. Okay. But Jesus is telling the Jews and the people that are surrounding him after performing a miracle on a blind man. He's telling them here, uh, my sheep know my voice, you know. He's a, here he's among the Jews doing healings and miracles among them. But they begin to become divided, you know, in their thoughts of who is this man? Where did he come from? Because Jesus had performed healings on those in town, some of which were not permitted in those times or it was restricted due to ceremonial practices or their religious ordinances or their tradition, I should say, ordinances. They began to say that he was a sinner, a man, a madman that was demon possessed. Others said, how can a demon open the eyes of, a, of the blind man? You know, that don't make sense. There was much conflict due to Jesus healing that blind man. And the blind, the blind man was blind from birth. So if you look back at chapter 9 of John, verses 1 through 11, let's read that. Let's see what has these people so worked up. Chapter 9 reads, Now Jesus passed by, and he saw a man who was blind from birth. And his disciples asked him, saying, Rabbi, who sinned? this man or his parents that he was born blind Jesus answered neither this man nor his parents sinned but that the works of God should be revealed in him I must work the works of him who sent me while it is day the night is coming when no man can work as long as I am in the world I am the light of the world <laughs> not only did people question the blind man after Jesus healed him but so did the Pharisees, which we know as the Jews at that time. They questioned the blind man and his parents repeatedly because they said Jesus was not a man of God. How could he perform these healings? Nobody in that area at the time, y'all, wanted to attest. You know, even if they had believed that Jesus was the Christ, no one wanted to attest to that because the Pharisees had already made it known that they would throw anyone out the synagogue who said that he was the Messiah. Let's look at uh, John chapter 7 verse 13. Where it reads. However, verse 13. No one spoke openly of him for fear of the Jews. But if we look up at verse 10, he says. But when his brothers had gone up. Then he went out up to the feast, not openly, but as it were in secret. Then the Jews, verse 11, sought him at the feast and said, Where is he? And there was much complaining among the people concerning him. Some said, He is good. Others said, No, on the contrary. He deceives the people. They're talking about Jesus now. However, no one spoke openly of him for fear of the Jews. Now, I want y'all to stay with me now. Now it says in verse, um, (laughs) 
All right, so verse 13 is where we left off. Uh, However, verse 13 of 7, he says, However, no one spoke openly of him for fear of the Jews. Okay, so John chapter 7, verse 13 lets us know that the people wasn't crazy. They knew who Jesus was. Most of them did. And if they didn't know, they presumed him to be a good man. But the Bible also tells us that, you know, some said, no, this is not, you know, a man of God. This is not a good man. He comes to deceive the people, you know, and I'm sure any of us would think that if somebody just came out the blue and done things among us that we never seen, but that's why God taught us in the word prior to his coming. You understand? He taught uh, his people uh, through his prophets prior to his coming. But I don't want to jump ahead of myself. Let's look at chapter 10. And the reason I'm giving so many scriptures is because this is how God speaks. Remember, we're talking about how do we know we hear the voice of God? John 10, chapter 10, verse 22 reads this. It says, now it was the feast of dedication in Jerusalem and it was winter. And Jesus walked in the temple and in Solomon's porch. Oh, actually, let's go back up to 19. Because that's kind of jumping in where the division started with the Jews. He said, therefore, there was a division again among the Jews because of these sayings. And many of them said, he has a demon and he is a madman. Why do you listen to him? Others said, they are not the words of one who has a demon. Because a demon opened the the eyes of the blind. Okay. So in reading this, why is it so important as it pertains to hearing the voice of God? Why is this this uh, chapter and this book right now of John is so important. Well, Jesus made it plain that the reason the Pharisees needed to repetitive testimonies of the miracle he had performed on the blind man and the reason why they inquired with many about who Jesus was was because they were not his sheep. You see what I'm saying? When you believe God, no one has to make you. No one has to force you. This is not something that's going to be put upon you by man. This is a relationship. That's why Jesus said, my sheep, they know my voice. I don't have to do many great things for them to believe me and know who I am. They know my voice immediately. They know who I am. For one, because it was prophesied prior to prior to this time. You know, I've had people and I've heard people say, uh, you know, uh, you know, we were slaves. And I mean, African-American people, black people. They have said we were slaves and, you know, the Caucasian people, the white folks, they made us, you know, believe in Jesus. They forced this on us. They and, and I'm here to tell you, listen, can't nobody make you know Christ. Either you're his sheep or you're not. Either you hear his voice or you don't. And the way sometimes we don't understand, how can we hear God's voice? And that's what I think is so vital and so important right now for me to do this this uh, audio uh, recording and do this blog to let people understand how you're supposed to hear the voice of God, not to tell you you're going to hear the voice of God, but to tell you if you're one of his sheep, this is what you should be looking for. This is be what you should be looking to, to hear his voice. Amen. So when we look at, you know, the importance of this chapter where Jesus is saying, you cannot, uh, you don't know me, you know, you Jews, you Pharisees, because you're not my sheep. You know, they didn't understand. So they needed people to begin to tell them. They even asked the blind man. The blind man said, I perceive him to be a prophet. 
But we already understand that nobody wanted to speak of who they thought Jesus was because the Pharisees uh, had already threatened them. Okay, so they did not believe even when the works bear witness to Jesus, even though they saw the man was not blind. That's why they called the parents and the parents said, here's our son. You know, he's of age as him. But we can tell you he was born blind. Our son was born blind, you know. But again, the Pharisees just couldn't get with the program, even though that sign was there, even though it was witnesses. They just didn't believe. So in other words, they was outright refusing to believe. In contrast to that blind man who was healed, who does believe that Jesus is the son of God, the sent Messiah and previously prophesied Savior, according to John 10, 35 through 41. See, Jesus began at that very moment to let them know that he was the shepherd. His sheep know his voice and the voice of a stranger they would not follow. Not only do Jesus' sheep know his voice, but they follow him according to John 10, 1 through 18. And even if they didn't quite understand, Jesus said, well, let me break it down a little bit clearer for you. Jesus broke it down even when they wanted to stone him because he made himself equal to God. You understand? It has been spoken from the beginning through God's prophets of Jesus coming. So this is not something new that fell on the scene. This this shouldn't have been something to surprise them. You know, we've had many prophets, even the John the Baptist, to prepare the way. But again, I don't want to jump ahead. Okay? So it has been spoken from the beginning. The promised Messiah, the Christ who would save the world from their sins. The Pharisees believed they could see Plus, they loved the applause of men. They couldn't let another, a foreigner, a stranger to them, outlaw their authorities. Like, they were saying, who? This is not going to happen on our watch. So Jesus told them that their sin still remains because they say they can see. Mm. In the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 8, verse 18 Let's go there. And I, and I hope y'all actively having your Bibles because I don't want it just be something that I'm seeing and I'm reading. Have your Bibles open. Go there with me. Deuteronomy chapter 8 verse 18 reads. And you shall remember the Lord your God. For it is he who gives you your power to get wealth that he may establish his covenant, which he swore to your fathers as it is in this day. Then shall it be, if you by any means forget the Lord your God and father other gods and serve them and worship them, I testify against you this day that you shall surely perish. But here's the verse I want to really highlight. Verse 20 of chapter 18 of chapter 8 in Deuteronomy says, As the nations which the Lord destroys before you, so shall you perish, because you would not be obedient to the voice of the Lord thy God. Now, if we understand scripture way back in the book of Deuteronomy, this is the New Testament. Jesus is not on the scene then. So how then can we know uh, to obey the voice of the Lord? What is the voice of the Lord? You know, but we understand that Moses, the prophet of God at that time, was the one speaking these things. And he released God commandments and statutes and laws to the people of Israel. Verse 20 in the same book of Deuteronomy. Let's go to let's go to chapter 18. Deuteronomy chapter 18. Let's jump ahead here. So if we look in the word of God, Deuteronomy chapter 18, verse 18 says, 
I will raise up for them a prophet like you. And he's talking to Moses from from among their brethren. And he will put my words in his mouth. And I will put my words in his mouth. And he shall speak to them all that I command him. And he shall be that. And it shall be that whoever will not hear my words, which he speaks in my name. And I require it of him. But the prophet who presumes to speak a word in my name, which I have not commanded him to speak, or who speaks in the name of other gods, that prophet should die. And if you say in your heart, how shall we know? This is it right here, y'all. Verse 21. The people want to know, well, God, how do we know your voice? Now, remember, this is before Jesus came on the scene. Verse 21 of Deuteronomy chapter 18 tells us, and if you say in your heart, how shall we know? The word which the Lord has not spoken. When a prophet speaks in the name of the Lord, if the thing does not happen or come to pass, that is the thing which the Lord has not spoken. The prophet is spoken presumptuously, and you shall not be afraid of him. Verse 20 is clear of how the voice of God was heard through the prophets whom he speaks directly to. Amos chapter 3 says that it's nothing that happens that will not first be revealed to his prophets. Then God began to tell Moses, I'm going to raise up a new prophet just like you, a prophet who will hear my words and speak them. Now, again, the people wanted to know how would they know the prophet would be of God? Verse 22 tells us and God let them know that if what they prophesied did not come to pass, then this was not my prophet. Deuteronomy 18 and 18 through 22. Now, Isaiah, the prophet prophesied about the coming Messiah in Isaiah chapter 20, uh, Isaiah chapter 61. Now that scripture, I'm going to leave that for you all to read. It's a long scripture, not very long, but read that scripture because there the Isaiah prophet is speaking the words of God and God is telling the people of Israel what's to come. God was speaking through him to reveal a man who would come and set justice, bring back those who have been lost and, and among so much other things. God raised up the prophet Jeremiah shortly after this to correct the people, to get them them also prepared. And we know John the Baptist, who was not initially called a prophet, but Jesus himself, you know, afterwards called that said that John the Baptist was one of the greatest prophets among them. Come on now. He was the one who was literally there in the time of Jesus to prepare the way. Okay. For Jesus. And even the Pharisees were present doing Uh, John the Baptist proclamations whom Jesus himself afterward you know we know he called John the Baptist one of the greatest prophets so the Pharisees were just refusing to believe all these things that had been written and spoken even in their time they just didn't want to believe and we understand today that there's many people out there right now they do not want to believe the word of God again these are not God's sheep He said, my sheep, they will know my voice. They will know what I've spoken. They will know what I've prophesied through my prophets. They will know that these are my prophets because it will come to pass. We know that the scriptures already depicts that those things prophesied previously has already manifested. You understand? So God's voice has been known from the beginning throughout all creation, starting with the creation of man, Adam and Eve. Although... There were no dialogue between God and uh, man at that time, which we know was Adam and Eve. There was the voice of God. Okay. 
because right after God created them, his voice commanded them. He commanded them of what to do and not to do in the Garden of Eden. Genesis chapter 2, verse 15 through 17 tells us this. So all creation in Adam and Eve, they knew his voice. Although, you know, it's in a back and forth conversation at that time. They heard God speak the world into the distance. And I mean the creatures, the animals, they, they were aware of God's voice. And then in chapter 2, verse 15 through 17, when Jesus made man after his image, he gave Adam and Eve the command. So they heard his voice. They knew what he said. Okay. But the first dialogue began between the serpent um, and the woman, which we know was Eve. This was a back and forth conversation. Only after when Adam was summoned, did he and the woman speak to God. And that's in Genesis chapter three, verse nine. So it is written, all scripture is God breathed because God spoke to his prophets. Okay, 2 Timothy 3, 16 and 17. And I actually do want to go to that one and read it. So if you'll turn with me to 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16 and 17. Amen. It reads. Amen. Let's read that. It reads, all scripture is given by inspiration of God. And it is profitable for doctrine, for the reproof, and for the correction and instructions in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good, good work. So we understand, again, that all the word of God is God breathed through his prophet. But there is some understanding that need to be understood that uh, a lot of the prophets, uh, especially after Moses, spoke on the law. But we understand Jesus came in the disposition of grace. So we want to make sure we understand that distinctiveness between the two. Um, but the point that's being made here is that God speaks. God speaks. And it's in his word. Amen. So through the word of God and his prophets and his heavenly messengers, his voice was made known. No wonder Satan doesn't want us to spend time in God's word, you know, because even more, once we are saved, once we receive the Holy Spirit, we are overflowing in the voice of God. How can you then follow the voice of a stranger? You can't. As you know, it's as is. you shouldn't. It's not that you're not given the ability to. I'm going to say the choice to. It's that you know that this voice is not God. So you should be telling yourself, I'm not about to follow this voice. This voice don't sound like God. I've said in many situations that appeared holy, appeared godly, just like with the Pharisees, appeared holy, appeared to know all the laws and all the doctrine and all the scripture. But they didn't understand even that Jesus had arrived on this on the scene. There's an internal alarm in us right now, which is the Holy Spirit that goes off and it lets us know all truth. He leads us into all truth. There are many voices in this world today, and even those with the same spirit of that serpent who will sprinkle just enough of God's word to trap you. I've seen it. I've seen people say that they are prophets of God. There'll be just enough of the scripture just to hook you, and then they'll go ahead and insert the lies of the enemy, the lies of Satan. Jesus is coming as an asteroid. 
Jesus is coming back. They'll say Jesus is coming back, but then they'll say Jesus is coming back as a man. He's going to walk this earth and Jesus is coming back as an, uh, a meteorite or asteroid. And, and they're speaking and they're prophesying because it ain't prophesying. They're prophesying all these things that is not written. They're speaking all these things that are not so. It would not ever be contrary to the word of God. Amen. So there was sprinkled just enough truth to trap you. And adding in slowly those lies, those false doctrines. So, so if, you know, they were able and if it were possible, they would deceive you. You must discern the truth. But with the Holy Spirit as your guide, nothing can deter you but your own choice. We got to understand that Satan is a major deceiver. Let's be clear. Jesus has already come once, was crucified, and rose again on the the third day with all power in his hands. He's already presented salvation for his people. Let's look at John 3.16. And 17, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever should believe in him will not perish, but they will have everlasting life. Jesus has already come, y'all. He's already given the blood sacrifice. His blood on the cross for you and me. He's already set the stage for salvation. He's the foundation. Amen. So let no one deceive you. It is said in Matthew 24, if you read it for yourself, when they say there is Christ over there. Look, he's over there by the mountain. Jesus has returned. The book of Matthew chapter 24 speaks about the great tribulations before the second coming of Jesus who will ride in on the clouds. But y'all think that's going to stop false prophets from trying to deceive you? False gods and false Christ? You think that's going to stop them from rising up? Guess what, y'all? They're among us now. I mean, social media has gone crazy. Your own Instagram, your own Facebook, baby, you will find a false prophet everywhere. But how do you know they're false? God has already given us his word. He already said you will know them by their fruit. He's already said that you will know them by if what they speak come to pass listen to them right because how do you know at that time they're not a prophet listen to them but he says but if what they speak don't come to pass you know I heard the old people they would say eat the meat and spit out the bones receive what's good receive what you know is the word of God but all any anything that's trying to infiltrate the truth anything they're trying to add to the doctrine that's not in the word of God Spit it out. We know, he said, do not be alarmed and do not be afraid of them. They have spoken presumptuously. There's a difference between someone not knowing the full truth of what they're speaking, which in any case, they probably shouldn't be speaking anyway, versus somebody who outright is trying to deceive you. Jesus will return, but because no man knows the day or the hour, let us all be ready. The time span between the prophets and the manifestation of Christ at that time, according to research, they say it was about 700 years. But I encourage you to research and pray for yourself. But that's because the lifespan of man was to hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years. We know Isaiah, you know, according to 
uh, research lived to see about, about 700 years old. So the prophecy for them expanded throughout that time frame. But there's also a verse in the Bible where it says the lifespan of man in this, at this time would be 100 years. He said because he can't always dwell with man. The spirit, he can't always dwell with us. So if we count, take into consideration now our lifespan is 100 years, right? We'll live to see 100. And God speak through his prophets. Then whatever they say is going to come to pass in our lifespan. You understand whether they still here or not. So we got to take that into consideration as well. That's why God says that um, if it will come to pass, then you'll know that that was my prophet. Most of the prophecies spoken has already happened. We are now seeing more of it coming to fruition right now. This pandemic, this thing that's going on, all this stuff is in the word of God. This was already prophesied. This ain't new, but we've been asleep and no one's teaching it. No one's taught us the scriptures of God. No, no one's taught us the prophecies of God. So therefore, we don't know when it hit us, boom, we weren't ready, we weren't prepared. We must be prepared and we must be ready for the second coming and the return of Jesus Christ. God speaks to his prophets now to prepare the people. And mostly because all have not heard the full gospel. They need to hear who's God speaking to. He said this gospel must be preached throughout the whole world before his, before his return. Okay. Wonder if you want to hear God's voice, open up your Bible and pray. To his prophets, he speaks directly to you, revealing the mysteries to teach his people. So why don't you go open up your mouth? Not phantoms, not hoax, not lies, not anything contrary to scripture, uh, but his word. My prayer is that we wake up, be sober, and spread the gospel. Especially God's prophets who he speaks to directly. Open your mouth. But also be warned, Deuteronomy 18, 20 and 22, nothing presumptuous. Well, I'll let you read that for yourself. God bless you. Thank you for listening. Continue to pray for me as I pray for you. Amen. Be blessed. Good morning. I woke up this morning with a mind to just give God glory, to give God praise, because he woke us up this morning with the right mind, a sound mind, health and strength. So, Father God, we just thank you this morning, oh God. Father God, we ask, oh God, this morning that you will forgive us for our sins, oh God. Anything we've said, done, or thought contrary to your will. Father God, we know that besides you, there is no other, oh God. And because we believe this, oh God, we commit and we submit our will unto you this morning. Father God, we lay down any burdens, oh God, any stresses, anything, oh God, that might come to disrupt, oh God, the plans for this day, the plans for this week. Father God, we just bless your name. We ask, oh God, that you will continue to open our eyes and open our hearts to your truth. We pray, oh God, that you'll continue to guide us and lead us. For your word declares, never will I leave you, nor will I forsake you. Father God, we know that this pertains to finances, that you'll always be with us. And Father God, we thank you in advance for the provision. Father God, your word declares that what can separate us from the love of God? Father God, we know not famine, not nakedness, not peril, not sword, not even death, 
oh God, can separate us, oh God, from your love. So we thank you this morning for your love. We thank you for your kindness towards us. Help us to have the same grace towards others, oh God. Help us to extend that grace towards others, oh God. Let us move far away from the spirit of offense, oh God, because we know that this do not please you. Help us to move far away from the spirit of unforgiveness, oh God, because we know if we don't forgive our brothers and sisters, that you in heaven would not forgive us of our sins and our trespasses. So, Father God, we thank you on this morning. Father God, besides you, there is not any other, oh God. You are the great I am. You are Jehovah Jireh. You are Jehovah Rapha. You are Jehovah Nisi. You're El Elyon, oh God. We thank you right now for being our healer, oh God. We thank you for being being our banner, oh God. We thank you for being our protector, oh God. We thank you for being our provider, oh God. Father God, we just thank you for that on this morning. We give you all the honor, praise, and glory. Father God, keep our family, oh God, not just in the physical aspect, but in the spiritual aspect, in the mental aspect, in the emotional aspect. Father God, let us weep, let us cry, let us vent, but oh God, bring us back to the place of reality in you, oh God, that nothing can help happen unless you allow it father god so we just give you praise honor and glory on this day in jesus name in jesus name right now god in jesus name father we lift up the president right now god we lift up all those in authority over us oh god and we pray oh god that you send your angels oh god to beckon your will oh god we ask that you send your messengers oh god to the heart of those that don't believe oh god and move by your holy spirit on their lives in the name of jesus for father god those who are in rule over us oh god your word commands that we submit to all authority so father god we thank you right now that in praying we do so in jesus mighty name amen the word for this morning that I don't know just came in my spirit to read is John 17. And I'm just going to read the whole the whole chapter. It reads, Jesus spoke these words, lifted up his eyes to heaven and said, Father, the hour has come. Glorify your son, that your son may also glorify you as you have given him authority over all flesh, that he should give eternal life to as many as you have given him. And this is eternal life, that they might know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. I have glorified you on earth. I have finished the work which you have given me to do. And now, O Father, glorify me together with yourself with the glory which I had with you before the world was. I have manifested your name to the men whom you have given me out of the world. They were yours. You gave them to me, and they have kept your word. Now they have known that all things which you have given me are from you. For I have given me, and they have received them, and have known surely that I am come from you, and they have believed that you sent me. I pray for them. I do not pray for the world, but for those who you have given to me, for they are yours, and all mine are yours, and yours are mine, and I am glorified in them. Now I am no longer in the world, but these are in the world, and I come to you. Holy Father, keep through your name those who you have given me, that they may be one as we are one. While I was with them in the world, I kept them in your name. Those who you gave me I have kept, 
and none of them is lost except the son of perdition that the scripture might be fulfilled but now I come to you and these things I speak in the world that they may have my joy fulfilled in themselves I have given them your word and the world has hated them because they are not of the world just as I am not of this world I do not pray that you should take them out of this world but that you should keep them from the evil one they are not of the world just as I am not of the world sanctify them by your truth your word is truth as you sent me into the world I also sent them into the world and for their sakes I sanctify myself that they may also be sanctified by the truth I do not pray for these alone but also for those who will believe in me through their word that they all may be one as the father are in me and I in you that they may also be one in us that the world may believe that you sent me and the glory which you gave me I have given them that they may be one just as we are one I in them and you in me that they may be made perfect in one and that the world may know that you have sent me I have loved them as you have loved me Father I desire that they also whom you gave me may be with me where I am that they may behold the glory which you have given me for you have loved me before the foundations of the world O righteous Father the world has not known you but I have known you and these have known that you sent me and I have declared to them your name and will declare it that the love which you loved me may be in them and I in them in Jesus mighty name we thank you for this prayer God that Jesus was so lovingly to pray for us over 2,000 years ago that we would not stray from the call that we would not stray from the purpose that we would not stray from the path but if we fall if we get derailed that we'll get back on that course and walk out our salvation with fear and trembling this is the word that the Lord has given me for today. This is the word of God for encouragement to strengthen you, my brothers, my sisters, and my mom. I love you all. Have a good day.